Hello and welcome back to the Scrawny Casual Podcast. I am your host, Michael Wilson. Hope you guys all had a fantastic weekend. I know I did. I uh, originally was wanting to get this up yesterday, but I um, honestly had to work the first half of the day and then wanted to watch the Super Bowl. And then after the Super Bowl, I was tired, so I just decided let's just do it first thing, uh, first thing Sunday or Monday morning. Uh, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed both UFC 271 and the Super Bowl. Uh, congrats to uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Won the Super Bowl by a score of 23-20. to Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup, fantastic game from him. Two touchdowns. Um, speedy recovery, or hoping for a speedy recovery for Odell Beckham Jr. That was a pretty sad thing to see, especially, you know, in the Super Bowl and with everything that he's gone through from the, the move to Cleveland and whatnot. But he definitely definitely left his mark. I'm pretty sure he had, like, he, had, he only had two catches, but one of them was a touchdown, and I think the two catches combined went for over 50 yards. So he... He definitely left his mark, and uh, as far as the other side of the the field, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they'll be back. Yeah, Joe Burrow and the Bengals will be back because Joe Burrow is um, is just that dude. So uh, enough of the football talk, though. We got a fantastic fight card to discuss, so uh, let's just dive right in. Uh, let's just start off with some of my bullet points from the uh, from the prelims. I only saw the last fight of the uh, of the early prelims. I didn't get home in time to catch the the first couple fights, so I saw the last one of the early prelims. And then all the ESPN plus prelims plus the main card. Uh, so my first thought is, or my first little bullet point thought that I have here is Ronnie Lawrence. That was the first fight I saw tonight, and it was a pretty solid performance up until that third round um, where he almost got caught. He was fighting Mono Martinez, which was a local boy from Houston, so the crowd was definitely not on his side. And uh, he, those first two rounds, he 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 was looking good, picking his opponent, p- picking his opponent apart real good. And so I just wanted to give him a, real, a good shout because he, he looked good aside from that third round. Um, and then Kyler Phillips continues to impress. Okay. I mean, I, I told you guys in my preview show that how high I was on him. And he just he just always looks so comfortable in there. No matter where the fight goes, he it's just like, okay, you know, no big deal. I've been here before. And he's just, he just so technical this time around that he got the victory via uh, triangle choke, I believe, in the third round. So uh, definitely, definitely looking up. And, yeah, I just, I just wonder for you guys, what do you think is next for him? Like, is for me, just because I'm so high on him, I, I wonder, like, do, is it time to give him somebody in the top 15? I mean, I was looking at the rankings earlier, and I, I, some of the names that jumped out to me, there was Marlon Marais at 10, um, Sean O'Malley's at 12, Asun Sal's at 15, uh, Song Yadong's at 14. I mean, there's, I, and I, I honestly don't know if any of those guys off the top of my head have a fight booked anytime soon. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know on Twitter. Uh, do you think uh, Kyler Phillips is ready for somebody in the top 15? Let me know. And then the last thing from the prelims, we got to talk about Roxanne Mataferi. I mean, what a career, what a legend, one of the pioneers of women's MMA. Um, I want to recommend if you guys haven't go, gone to MMAfighting.com yet and read Sean Alshadi's piece on Roxanne Modafferi's career, absolutely 100% go into it. It is a fantastic read. Um, but unfortunately for Modafferi, she couldn't go out on top. Casey O'Neill gets a victory via decision. That fight went about how I expected. I know I didn't talk about that fight on my preview show. I just talked about the main card. Um, but a lot of Roxanne Modafferi's fights go in the way that I think her toughness surprises her opponents a lot of the time. And I think initially it did surprise Casey O'Neill, but the difference between 
her and some of Montefiore's past opponents is that she didn't let it affect her. She didn't let it freeze her out. Like, oh, she's tougher than I thought. Now I'm in trouble. She was like, oh, she's tougher than I thought. I just got to execute my game plan still. And, you know, just I can't make any mistakes because she, she's coming forward. Roxanne Montefiore was coming forward that fight. Um, it, I mean, it was a good fight. And, but like I said, it, it, um, it went about how I expected, and it's always nice to see. It's a bittersweet moment um, when a fighter does retire, being able to see them do the whole gloves in the octagon and whatnot. I mean, like I said, it's bittersweet because, you know, it's, it's nice to see them have that moment. But then again, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, that's the last time I'm going to see them in the octagon. So what a career by Roxanne Mataferi, and uh, wish her nothing but the best in her future endeavors. And then the last thing I want to say about the main card, and I just had to jot this down because I literally laughed about it for probably the whole first round after it happened. But if you didn't see what happened with Jeremiah Wells in the beginning of his fight, just just go Google it. <laughs> because I'm not exactly even sure what he was trying to do. But even the commentators were just confused. Like they were all like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And and Anik was like, he, I think he slipped there. Like they were just so confused as to what was going on. I don't know how to explain what he did. It just just go look it up on YouTube. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> so uh, moving on to the moving on to the main card, we'll start off just from the. We'll just go straight in order. Uh, Bobby Green. Not a whole lot to say about this fight. Honestly, he looked really solid in his victory over Hawk Prast. That's two in a row for him. I mean, solid boxing, solid head movement. All around, solid from Bobby Green. Um, I mean, that's, and that's two victories in a row over. I mean, decent, decent names in Ally Quinta and Nasrat Hackbrast. Um, I don't know what they do with him next. I mean, Bobby Green's kind of one of those guys. I mean, this is not meant in a disrespectful way, but he's he's up and down. He he has his win streaks and then he has his losing streaks. So it's just kind of I don't know what they do with him next. We'll see. Uh, so moving on to the next fight, this fight actually got moved from the prelims, originally was scheduled to be on the prelims, uh, Hinato Moicano, submission victory over Alexander Hernandez. This fight got moved from the prelims, I think, due, uh, due to the like pressure, or not pressure, but like Hernandez had said something at the one of the press conferences, the pre-fight press conferences, and then a lot of fans on Twitter started saying stuff, and one thing led to another, and you guys know how MMA is. The fans can make things happen a lot quicker in, than they can in most sports. The fans say has a lot to do with uh, what the UFC does most a lot of the times. So, but yeah, Morcano looked good in this fight. Um, solid submission victory. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, Morcano's always had solid um, jujitsu, so it's that's no surprise that that's how that fight ended. So. Um, yeah, Hernandez got to go back to the drawing board. It seems that every time he gets his name in the news for his fights, he ends up on the, the losing end. The last time I remember his name being in the news so much before a fight was the Donald Cerrone fight, and that that one didn't go his way either. So uh, we'll see what's next with those two. So moving on to uh, probably, aside from the main event, the fight I was looking forward to the most, that was Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson. And what a fight it was for the two rounds that it lasted. Great first round where Brunson actually caught Cannonier towards the end, and he had him in a submission at at the end of that round. I don't know how close it was to actually being like locked. Like I don't know how close he was to actually getting it in, uh, but nonetheless, he was saved by the bell, um, so to speak. Um, but either way, 
that was how the first round would end. Second round, yeah, all Canadair. He comes out and they're striking, and I don't, I still, I haven't watched it back yet, but I don't know if Brunson got winded or if he just got hit with a strike that I didn't see or what, but he, his movement really, really slowed down, and you can tell significantly that he just, he didn't look the same, and they end up clinching up, and Cannoneer hits him with a massive elbow followed by a back fist that drops him, and then, I mean, the ground and pound elbow, I mean, not even elbows, absolute hellbows from Jared Cannoneer. I mean, just raining bombs on Derek Brunson. He, he, he definitely put him out. He definitely put him out, put him to sleep. And uh, Jaron Cannonier gets the victory by TKO. Definitely makes a statement. And he's got to be next. I mean, I know we haven't talked about the main event yet, but he's got to be next. I mean, the only other argument you had before this fight was Sean Strickland. And if we're going off of who looked better in their last fight, which is, I think, what we should do in this situation, 100%, you cannot make an argument for Sean Strickland. Jar- Jared Cannonier has to be next. But speaking of Sean Strickland... I think it makes a lot of sense for him to fight the other guy in this picture, being Derek Brunson. I mean, he he didn't look that good, and Derek Brunson's coming off of a loss. I don't know. I mean, I guess Whitaker Brunson could run it back, but they fought before, and Whitaker won pretty decisively. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense to have Cannonier go ahead and get that title shot and then Derek Brunson step in there with uh, Sean Strickland. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know on Twitter. What do you think about that? Um, oh, also, good promo by Jared Cannonier after after the fight. He definitely uh, he definitely helped himself with that and made sure Dana White was looking at him when he said what he had to say. So, uh, all right, moving on to the co-main event of the evening. We had the big boys, tied to Ivasa versus Derek Lewis. This fight was wild, okay? It was wild. It was everything I expected it to be. I thought they were going to go out there and swing and bang, as they said during the press conference, and that's exactly what they did. First round, Tui Vasa ate some absolute bombs. Bombs. And Derek Lewis, actually, with the two 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 takedowns, I was like, okay, Derek, I see you with the wrestling. But uh, you got to respect tied to Vasa's chin because... He took some shots that 95% of the division go to sleep when they take. That's no joke. I mean, if you go look at the at Derek Lewis's last fight versus Chris Dawkins, those hooks that he was hitting him with, those right hooks, were very similar to the right hooks he was hitting tied to Ivasa with. And to Ivasa didn't go out. So impressive from him. I think he, you know, he definitely made a statement and he I mean, one more fight, and we might be talking about Tai Tuivasa getting a title shot. That's just how heavyweight is. Heavyweight is just like that. And, you know, that's sometimes with, I don't know. We'll see. But also, you got to feel for Derek Lewis. Because that's two in a row in Houston that he's dropped. And, you know, he, he said last time how he didn't like the pressure. And then... But he wasn't necessarily feeling as much pressure this time. I don't know. It just it it didn't seem like that to me. Like even during the walkout, it still seemed like maybe he was feeling the pressure of fighting in Houston and being the hometown boy and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 tough. But I, both of them will be back. I mean, Tuivasa for sure will be back. He's got um, 
he's got bigger things to come and Derek Lewis is not done without a doubt he'll he'll be back in the octagon and so with that we have made it to the main event the middleweight title fight that we were all waiting for the middleweight title fight rematch that we were all waiting for Israel Adesanya taking on Robert Whitaker this was a better fight than the first time around as far from a competitive standpoint um I I saw it 48-47 Izzy that's what I saw I had Whitaker winning the second and the fifth and going into the fifth in my mind I was thinking he has to get a finish if he wants to win because I had him down three to one and I think he won that round but obviously it's still not enough three rounds to two so their improvements were there they just unfortunately they just weren't enough for Whitaker and you know this is another situation and I just feel like we've had so many of these where there's these fighters who if there wasn't one other person in the world they would have been the best in their division you know you look at Colby Covington even Dana White said it if Kamara Usman doesn't exist Colby Covington's the best welterweight in the world and that's the same thing with Robert Whitaker if Israel Adesanya doesn't exist Robert Whitaker is the best welterweight in the world or excuse me the best middleweight in the world but unfortunately that's just that's just how the sport is there's always going to be a top guy and more often than not there's that guy that's just below who's better than everybody else except for that one guy and i i think that's what the case is here i genuinely think that robert whitaker is the second best middleweight in the world and can beat everybody else at 185 except for israel adesanya that's just the reality to me so and like i said earlier the uh the fight to make is 100% Jared Cannonier and Israel Adesanya. I mean, it's right there. It's one of the easiest fights to make right now. I mean, as far as reasoning, I mean, there's, it's just, it's right there. So that's all I got. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. And uh, like I said, let me know on Twitter um, what you, uh, what you guys think. If you disagree with what I said, if you have anything to add, let me know. So I hope you guys have a good day.